There are many ways people listen to vision, including through a PC at work. When you fire up your computer at work, go to vision.org.au slash listen and click the Vision or V180 Listen Live buttons. You can also catch the latest Vision National News Bulletin and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts from the same page all while you work. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. You can hear the Vision Radio Network streamed on vision.org.au 24 hours a day. You can hear 2020 on Vision streamed from 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Today on the 2020 podcast, Christian commentator Bill Muhlenberg talks about really discovering Jesus and taking the comfortable approach out of reaching others for Christ. He joined Mike London on the line. Good morning to Bill Muhlenberg. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Bill, you've written on your website, Culture Watch, time to reread the Gospels and rediscover Jesus. Uh, and you talk about there's so much sentimental sap in our churches today. Tell us what you mean by sentimental sap, Bill, and, and what led you to write a commentary in two parts on this particular subject, uh, Rediscovering Jesus? Yeah, so, well, I've been, uh, as I do, go through the Bible in the years, so just finished the Old Testament and back into Matthew, and, of course, just struck by how, uh, well, how forceful, I suppose, and how forthright you find the teachings of Jesus there. You get a lot of uh, kind of uh, sentimental and kind of, uh, oh, well, you get people making Jesus into their own image. And today it's often uh, maybe a, a peace-loving, tree-hugging hippie or something like that who wouldn't harm a fly and, you know, a nice guy and all that, which, you know, it's part of him. But you read the Gospels and you see he could be quite firm, he could be quite sharp, he could be quite... Uh, almost harsh with people at times, and, uh, you know, we need to take them as if reading the Gospels for the very first time instead of with our kind of rose-colored glasses on. Right, and you, you talk about trendy, mushy pap and uh, uh, and the PC image that uh, is being given to Christ. Uh, Bill, where's this PC image? Where do you believe it's coming from? Who is doing this? Are they, are they born-again believers who need a jolly good shake-up, or... Mm. Or aren't they just deceived? Yeah, well, look, sadly, this has always been the uh, problem with the church, simply conforming to the world around it. Uh, Paul warned about this way back 2,000 years ago in Romans uh, 12. When he said, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold, but it's been happening ever since, and it's easy to today especially to, you know, you want to please people, you want to not rock the boat, you want to be popular, so it's easy for many, certainly many uh, pastors and leaders to, uh, well, give a kind of a political, politically correct gospel, to give a sanitized gospel, to give people what they want to hear instead of what they need to hear. Bill, do you think, though, when you when you look at your conversion journey, now that's on your website, Culture Watch, in, in four parts, and it's just an amazing story, and it unfolded over years virtually before the breakthrough came. Mm-hmm. 
do you think it's the purest in us just wanting to, to fast track the years of searching that you and I went through? Mm. And, and we want these kids to, to get that hard edge of God's word, as you mentioned there, from the mm-hmm. get-go. Do you think it's a bit of that? Or should it be the Jesus who, uh, that very Jesus you talk about, who makes strong demands and offends many mm. they confront? Imagine going on your first night at a youth meeting and that's what you get. Do you think that's what should happen? Yeah, well, look, that's part of the problem, I think. We want to make things easy for people. We want to, you know, do as much as we can. All we want them to do is raise their hands at a meeting, sing a few songs, get their emotions stirred a bit, and we forget about the the really hard demands of the gospel. The You know, when Jesus talked about taking up your cross, denying yourself, forsaking everything to follow him, that, that's pretty tough. He, in fact, seemed to go out of his way to make the gospel tough on people but today we just want to make it as easy as we can to get as many in to get the numbers up and so i think we're shortchanging people and uh, like i say we need to go back and reread the gospels and see how jesus did these things yeah well as you say uh, in this article rediscovering jesus and and you bring up the the point about rich Christians today and those who desperately want to get rich, the prosperity gospel. We see churches that might have a a, a poor mouse mentality as well and, and never seem to get out of it, uh, wondering where the rent's coming from week by week. Or do you believe, Bill, in this day and age when we, we know the history, church history, we saw those wonderful universities springing up all around America and so forth and so many wonderful institutions that came out of of uh, of revelation of God's word, and can you see a prospering, say, school building body of believers that has a vision, a strategy, and goals to make an impact in our society, as an expression of God's provision to its community? In terms of why not have rich Christians? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, as always, we need to get the biblical balance. That's true of individual Christians as much as individual churches. Uh, The book of Proverbs, for example, says that we should desire neither poverty nor wealth. So that seems to be the biblical uh, balance. Uh, You know, if God gives us uh, uh, riches, praise God, uh, for it, then we want to be good stewards of it and use it for the kingdom. But I would suspect in the West today, it's not too much of a problem for those who are uh, you know, really seeking to be poor and to be needy. I think the other problem is the one we have to deal with at the moment. Everybody wants to be wealthy, and we do have many preaching the prosperity gospel, and we have many living the good life when so many people around the world are doing without the very basics. So it seems to me our problem is one that uh, the same as the rich man faced in the gospels when Jesus said, you know, you've done everything right. Now just sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and then you can follow me. And that, uh, of course, crushed him because that was the idol in his life. That was the very thing he clung on to. But that's the core of, of it, isn't it, Bill? It's not to become an idol, and, and, mm. and that's mm. what uh, the world makes of it all. Sure. Another topical issue touched upon, and it was in the news, uh, depriving children of faith and absolutes. And we're talking about the Girl Guides, how they dumped God from their, their the foundation stones of their organization. The old guide promise says, I promise that I'll do my best to do my duty to God, to serve the Queen of my country. They don't want that anymore. They're now saying to be true to myself and develop my beliefs. Bill, this this watered down and anemic bit of advice you call, I promise that I'll do my best. You're saying 
being true to myself. And you, then you say, you describe it as just a self-centered little tyrant, which puts uh, number one ahead of everybody, everybody else. Mm. Uh, what's going on here, Bill? Is it just uh, PC correctness again at work? seems to me. I mean, we have to realize the history of the scouting movement, of course. A hundred years ago, it was a Christian in England who uh, founded both the Boy Scouts and then him with his wife, the Girl Guides. So they certainly had. Uh, God is a central part of the movement. So, uh, you know, if we think of it today as just a secular movement, uh, that might be one thing, but certainly the founder would be rolling in his grave when he had in mind very much a biblical-based Christian movement in which God would be central. So, yes, for God to be taken out today is a real uh, slap in the face to the founder and a real uh, sign of the times, how we're secularizing everything. And uh, in this case, we're just adopting the tenets of secular humanism, where self becomes the source of all authority, and uh, it's a dangerous place to be in. Well, as you mentioned, they're destroying all faith-based organizations. But, Bill, didn't Lenin, Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot, Hitler, Burma's regime, for example, aren't they all doing the same thing, removing God, Jesus, and the Christian faith? Every antichrist movement in history has failed, Bill, hasn't it? Uh, What's it going to take for them to see that? Aren't they doing the same thing that's been repeated over and over and over again? And here they are doing it without looking at, at the history books. Oh, absolutely. It's a long uh, ride of the secularist to try to destroy the church and destroy Christianity. And uh, as you say, uh, at the end, well, we've read the last chapter in the book as well. We know that Christianity will indeed prevail, but they can cause a lot of mischief in the meantime. And, uh, you know, all the good that's happened in the world, so much of it comes out of the Judeo-Christian worldview, all the freedoms and democracy we enjoy, that all comes out of faith. Even the rise of modern science comes out of uh, Christianity. So when it is being attacked in this way, there will be repercussions. We'll all feel the negative consequences of it. Sure, it may be a a short-term thing, and in the end, the faith will prevail. But I think we should all stand up for religious freedom and we should stand up for what made the West great to begin with and not just uh, sit by and allow all this secularization to take place. Do you see, though, in pockets of uh, governments or politicians or the ones that are the, that are running the Western world, are eyes becoming open to the reality or is do you think that God's just allowing uh, the veil to remain in place at this particular time? Is it all part of a a bigger story? Oh, well, we have to believe that God is ultimately in charge of the whole movement of history, including the very radical rise of secularism and atheism in the West. Um, It may have to get worse before it gets better. I mean, God will always have his remnant. There will always be a minority who are going to stand up for him and what's right. But... uh, Yes, at the moment, looking at many of the Western governments, it's not looking too good just at the moment, but uh, we need to pray and ask God to you know, stay patient with us and hang in there. And uh, uh, But if and when he does abandon a nation, as we read about in the Bible, that can be a very frightful thing indeed. Bill, once again, thanks for your time, and we'll talk to you again very soon. All right, look forward to it. 
Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.